0: Please. Let's go around the horn, and I'll assume if you give me a go, you've got no instrumentation problems. Booster? Go flight. Retro? Go so flight. Fighter? Go so flight. Control? Telcom, Go.
1: TNC. Econ? Capcom? Go.
0: Surgeon? Go. ONC? Go. ASC? Go. Network? Go. You got everything up? N-A-O. Hello, I'm Ian Christie, and this is Terranauts. This is part two of an episode called Hanging by a Thread. If you haven't listened to the first episode, you might want to go back and do that. We left with a little bit of a cliffhanger at the last, uh, the end of the last episode, talking about how the Canadian government had decided to get out of space station. So let's pick up the conversation with Mac Evans
1: at that point. The Christian government um, replaces the Marooni government, And his mandate, clearly in that election, was a mandate to cut government debt. And his his finance minister was Paul Martin. And massive cuts all across the government were the order of the day. And they, in their wisdom, decided that we would withdraw from the International Space Station. So sometime between November and December, the government decided That's what they were going to do with Canada would withdraw from the space station.
0: So, so I mean, listeners have to kind of understand to talk a little bit about the sausage making of government policy here. Uh, Canadian budgets are normally delivered to the public eh, late February, early March. That's correct.
1: So, there's a lot of decision making that goes on ahead of the budget time.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, budgets are normally created. I don't think it's unfair to say. I mean, the process usually starts the summer before, but I would say most of the government, most of the budget stuff is October, November, December of the year before. Usually that's, that's when, that's when the horse trading really happens. I mean, every, every department, uh, you know, makes up their request. They brief their minister, their minister rolls up his, his or her sleeves, goes to the cabinet table and dukes it out with their cabinet colleagues um, to try and sort of set the basic parameters. Then it goes back to the civil servants to try and craft something around what all the ministers have agreed to. Um, getting elected in November and producing that budget document, you know, by the beginning of the new year, which would be normal, that's a pretty uh, accelerated process for how this normally works.
1: Yes, yes. And and uh, you're right. The, so th- this decision that was made to to withdraw from space station it was not announced at the time, of course, it would only be announced when the budget was tabled right. later in February.
0: But, but it was also seems like it was a little bit sort of like in a rushed process. I mean, it just had to be a big number that stuck out. Uh, and uh, somebody just looked at it and said, well, why don't we just get rid of that?
1: Yeah. And, and the people who, I mean, I don't know who were, were involved in these these discussions. I certainly wasn't. and, but you can imagine them being aware of what happened in the United States uh, with right. having right. been approved by one vote saying, well, this is a pretty shaky program. Right. Um, maybe we can we can get out of this without too much damage and we can save right. a lot of money. I, I'm just guessing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, no,
0: no. I, 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 uh, my point just being that it was not. It was a little bit more precipitous than this kind of major decision would normally have been. I mean, to make this decision normally would have. <laughs> required months uh of consultation and it was done in about you know less than six weeks probably i mean yeah given given getting elected in november you don't even have a minister in the chair until almost december probably
1: yeah Yep.
0: so so it it was uh you know maybe not as not as carefully considered as these decisions normally are for something of that magnitude um so so how did you get involved because i mean you know obviously the rest of the story is that clearly we didn't pull out of space station um, so, you know, I, I'm assuming there's a tail there, Mac.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're still in the program. Yeah. Um, so part of this, and it's, it's um, I had left the space agency in uh, 1992 to take over the chair, uh, CEO and president of a company called Precarn, which was doing right. pre-competitive uh, research in robotics and artificial intelligence. So I was there and um this decision was taken so i was working there i was not in the agency the the, this decision by the christian government to get out of space station um, had been taken the new minister of industry um john manley was uh, not happy with that decision and he he um tried his best to it. you know to to see if it couldn't be rethought, but he, what, as far as he got, was he was he was able to get them to agree that if we could put together a space plan that reduced our contribution to space station, right? What allowed us, and this is very important, and but allowed us to do the other things too, yeah. like radar sat, like right. space science, like our astronauts, uh, then so we have a package deal a space right. plan if you will if we could do that within a certain budgetary level which right. was the department of finance had agreed to then we could stay in space station but
0: at a reduced level so
1: oh, it, that's it, what he negotiated
0: right so the, the cartoon some goes something like minister manley Uh, finally gets behind his decks on the 1st of september two weeks later somebody says to him oh by the way you know that that centerpiece of your uh, space plan the uh, space station we're not doing it anymore uh at which point he says excuse me what uh and uh and sardis says uh who told you that was a good idea uh and he basically gets an agreement that they'll uh if he can essentially save almost the same amount of money preserve all the other things as well as some vestige of space station then they'll at least talk about it it's something like that
1: yeah it was very important to um to john manley and um and his department by the way he has not only was he responsible for the industry Canada, he was responsible for the space agency yes. and the space agency very much wanted to do space station his department very much wanted to do radar set aha uh-huh. um, so it was that clash and uh. and you know, there was a very wise person who was uh, the deputy minister of industry Canada at the time. And he said to the, the minister, said to him, you know, what do I do? I get one department saying, do this. Another department saying, do that. I'm new in the business. What do you think? Right. And uh, he said, what you need is a third party. Right. Who's not in either of these camps, right. but who knows what, the issues are right
0: so that's how you got your nickname max third party evans (laughs) so,
1: so i got a call um at the end of december early january to see if i would undertake this task of trying to put together this plan that would hopefully keep us in space station at a reduced level Financially and also allow us to do radar set.
0: Sounds like a job that was tailor-made to try to make everybody just unhappy enough. (laughs) Well, that's what compromises are about.
1: So, yeah, so I, and this is also very important. um, He asked me to do that from operating out of his office.
0: Okay. You you maybe need to explain uh, I understand what that means, but but maybe it's not obvious to the average person, uh, you know, just because people like space doesn't mean they like politics. Uh, you know, what? why is that so important?
1: It's important because uh, when you're working out of a minister's office, you deal with other ministers in their offices, which you gotcha. don't have when you're a deputy minister or whatever of a department. Okay. It also sent a very strong signal to NASA that this was okay. an issue not of the making of the csa but this was an issue of government importance
0: right so this was a government to government issue not a space agency to space agency issue
1: that's correct so it just sends all sorts of signals to to people who are important in making decisions that this is not this is not some some pet project of an organization this is something of national importance
0: okay so you show up in january with your lunchbox find your desk in the corner of John Manley's office and set to work.
1: That's correct. And I had three or four other people helping me and, and, but we were separate from the CSA, which caused, um, significant problems. (laughs) Um, but there were people inside the CSA who saw the benefit of this and, and wanted to be part of making this work. And so, We, we embarked on extensive consultations with the industry, with the university community, with other government departments, and, of course, with
0: NASA. Extensive consultations that you had about, what, three weeks to perform?
1: Well, my task was to try and get something done before the budget, um, because that's when the government was going to decide what it was going yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. And the budget would be near the end of February. So I had two months to try and cobble something together so our our little team of four people were working eighty hours a week yeah. and and um, nonstop and traveling back and forth to the u s. every week and piecing together what eventually became long-term space plan two. and in 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 that process, so we were we were um,
0: I don't you had to, to satisfy sort of the entire space community in Canada. Because this couldn't, this wasn't just a plan about space station. This was a plan for Canada's space program.
1: That's correct. This, was oh. a, this, this the, the, the decision of us getting out of space station was uh, modified because we were able to bring together all the parties.
0: Okay. So you not only had to talk to your international partners that you have a treaty with, by the way, yeah. Um, but you also have to make happy uh, other government departments, Canadian industry and Canadian academics, yes. uh, which so, were probably a significant uh, part of the community then as now.
1: Yeah. One thing that helped, by the way, aside from being in the minister's office, another thing that helped was the government said, you've got so much money. This is it. This is what we're going to, this is what you can, this is what you can have in order to put together your space plan. And it was an increase over the budget of, this, of the CSA. So it was, it was new money. And in fact, in the budget of February, 1940, 1994, Canadian Space Agency was the only government department that got increased financing. Really? And all the rest were cut. Industry Canada was cut something like 60%. Huge, huge cuts. That must've made
0: CSA popular.
1: And, um, um, but the point I'm trying to make here is that it, it was, um, the the fact that they had given me an envelope of money over
0: yeah yeah that that basically gave you a stick to beat people with
1: yeah it's i fun. could say you know like you know that's what we were getting we we're getting all these proposals from university sure. ministry from, from government departments and trying to stuff that into a bag that was only sold and, and i guess
0: you know the and the answer is and if we can't figure out how to spend that much they're going to give us less that's right if if we all don't stand on this side of the room and say we agree with this then, and we hand it back to them, what's coming back is not going to be nearly as much as that number on the page right now.
1: Yeah, that was a very clever move, actually,
0: yes. <laughs>
1: whoever set that yes. up.
0: I, I, I uh, having some experience with those kinds of discussions, uh, I can see where that would have been a pretty unique, actually, um, <laughs> motivator for that um, diverse community, shall we say. Yeah. Um so uh, all and
1: right. So what NASA happened? was incentivized by the, the big thing here. NASA NASA had just been through this. We we just passed sure. space station by one vote. Sure. Our new president has he's lukewarm to what we're doing. Sure. Uh, we just invited Russia to join the program. The last thing we need is for some international partner like Canada to withdraw well, from the program. Especially
0: somebody who's doing a mission critical part of it.
1: Yeah. So they were very incentivized themselves to um, uh, find the solution. Right. And t- just essentially the bottom line of how how did this work? The solution was we looked for things that NASA could do for us that didn't cost them very much money. It cost mm. them um, you know, they could provide a launch vehicle. Well, they do that all the time. They can they can um, You mean a launch vehicle for
0: something, for something
1: else? For something else like radar set. So they like do-
0: radar set. Okay.
1: And and they would put instruments on our science satellites. They would uh, allow our scientists to be part of their program. Um, so things that didn't cost them a lot of money saved us a lot of money.
0: And and, and st- also and also for the other parts of the Canadian community that weren't part of Space Station, you can go to them and say, "You don't get your free launch if you don't find a way for us to be able to do Space Station."
1: Yeah. So it was a you know eventually it came down to a, be a win-win situation. Right. So we were marching down that road. Um, we didn't, you know, no documents had been signed, but we'd identified all the areas where they where NASA could help. We'd identified all the areas that were a priority for Canada, which included Radarsat and included a science program, and included astronaut launches. You know, we had our agreement with NASA from resulting from Canada on the shuttle. Yes, was basically for two flights. We had six
0: astronauts. Yes. And by then we, had, we, flown had, two,
1: right? we had flown two, right? Or we'd actually flown three, three or four. We'd flown Mark, Roberta, Steve. Steve.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that was it by yeah, now. And that would be a because
1: Bjarni and Bob came later. Um, we had, had just hired two new astronauts. Uh,
0: right, right. So the only reason we'd even gotten Steve's flight was because we were part of the space station.
1: Yes. But okay. that was more than the usual, you know, so we flew we more than we were originally offered. Right. The shuttle program.
0: Yes. Um,
1: but again, it doesn't cost NASA a heck of a lot to fly no. a Canadian as opposed to flying somebody else. Right. And so we got, a, we got an agreement as part of this long-term space plan, too, which this eventually became called, was we got an agreement to fly one a, an astronaut a year for 10 years. Really? Yes. Wow. And so what came out of these negotiations um, eventually was NASA would, would launch a uh, radar stat. NASA would uh, launch CISAT, which is Canada's first scientific okay. satellite okay. since Alouette. Right. They would fly an astronaut a year for 10 years. Right. Um I may have missed some other things, but and 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 um, and the way we saved money, by the way, uh, was we agreed with NASA that we would do the design only on Dexter.
0: And Dexter is the, the hand on the end of the, the space station arm, yes, yeah. okay,
1: so um, and that we would revisit later.
0: We didn't, we didn't agree to actually provide Dexter. We agreed no. to, to use our we, experience to design it, but not necessarily essentially to pay for it. Although right. we did in the end, but at yeah, the time know, we, a, we hadn't agreed to.
1: We went back, you know, later a year or two down the road, we went back, uh, okay. and got the money to actually build it in Canada. But, so that's okay. how we, that's part of how we saved money on space station was to.
0: So quite, quite uh, probably about six weeks of horse trading uh, then all, all across the board. It must have been an exciting time.
1: It was very exciting. And, and and um, you know, the cooperation of everybody involved was was tremendous. Um, you know, the head of NASA appointed a special person to deal with this issue. And so we were in constant contact and talking about what right. we could do here, there, and everywhere. Well, and this sort of started all to, to coalesce into these things, which they were prepared to do. Didn't cost them a lot of money. Saved right. us a lot of money. And allow right, us to put right, together right. this, this whole problem
0: well, it's the art of the deal. is whatever doesn't cost you much and is of good value to the other person on the other side of the table is where you want to be, right? Yeah. Before we get to the final denouement, uh, you know, and the big reveal, uh, I do want to take a minute and point out, you know, why I think this is an appropriate episode for Terranauts for a podcast about you know people who go to space but never leave the planet. Um, you know, it's mostly been. It's mostly been a discussion amongst two people who've spent their lives um, you know, talking about the politics of how to get things done. Um, So it may seem like a funny topic for a podcast about space. Um, but, But I think this is the important thing to me. I really wanted to do this when you suggested it to me. Because I think a lot of people don't appreciate that this is very much... There are lots of terranauts. There are lots of people who have gone to space by creating the programs that we, uh, that have actually done that for us. And and it's every bit as hard work uh, as the engineers and technicians who design and build the spacecraft. Um, designing a program, even an interdepartmental program, but an interdepartmental program with international partners is no mean feat, um, and also um, requires a good deal of experience and 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 skill. You don't get good at this any more than an engineer gets good at building spacecraft without practicing a lot. So I, I did want to do this episode because I wanted to, you know, point out that uh, they also serve um, who get the budgets appropriated. Uh, they also serve who chair the committees that make the decisions that that then international partners agree to. And it, it may not be the more exciting part uh, of the space program, but it is an essential part. And you know what, Mac, it, it's also... in. I think you must feel this way, but I certainly do. It's an incredibly fulfilling part. You know, getting something like this done, even though no one may ever know you contributed to it, um, there's a lot of satisfaction.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and, you know, fortunately in my career, I've had the, uh, we did the CTS thing, um, right. and that was a really incredible technical project for me to be on, and I learned yes. a lot there. But I got some wise advice from Dr. Chapman, who said, if you want yes. to influence what we do in space, you need to leave the technical field and you need to get involved in the the policy field. And that's what I did, you know,
0: which which in some ways mirrors my experience of the never within government of, yeah. uh, you know, I started off, you know, writing code and then working in mission control and supporting missions in real time. But but I arguably spent a lot more of my career um, trying to make sure that we got the policies and programs we needed so that other people uh, could get to space. So, uh, and, and I got as much satisfaction from doing that well as I did from launching things on the space shuttle. It was not the same immediate rush, no. but looking back on it in my career, I'm, I'm as proud of some of those moments as I am about anything I did technically. And I, that's why I wanted to talk about it on Terranauts. But we uh, we have delayed long enough to uh, take us home because, uh, it you know, it was it was not a straight line from having gotten agreement from everybody to actually getting a budget that reflected that because the last time the budget uh, committee met, they said they were getting out of space station.
1: That's correct. And so we were busy doing these negotiations and um, I was in Washington uh, with one of our regular meetings with NASA near the end of February. Um, and I was I was confident that we were doing what we'd been asked to do. And we were putting together this plan and we didn't have any signed documents or whatever, but we had, you know, agreements and principles to do this, that, and the other thing. Did things. you
0: know so, when the do- budget was going to come down?
1: The budget was, um, I believe, February the 22nd of 1994. Right. And that's a Tuesday. And I was in washington the week before and i don't know the exact date but it was probably a thursday or friday and and because this was a big um issue of national importance the ambassador to our canadian ambassador to the united states was involved and every time i went down there he wanted me to drop in and just appraise him what had happened and so i was in his office and we were talking about all these great and wonderful things that uh, we were we were putting in place, and we we're going to get an agreement on right. when the budget speech was faxed into his office.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. So th- this is the speech that that the finance minister was expecting to give three days this is, later.
1: This is the printed budget speech. It's already printed in the documents.
0: Okay, so it's in. So I mean, they, people may not know the budget speech is actually a book, uh, and um, and they books. hand it out. They they put people in a in a room they can't get out of. They take away all of their phones and they hand them the budget to read before the minister even starts
1: reading it yeah, on
0: television. Right. So the
1: budget speech um, that we saw and surprised us no end was continued to say that Canada was going to withdraw from the international space station. Oh, so all the Paul pre- Martin was
0: expecting to say those words yes. in three days. And it was, okay. I say, it
1: was printed. So all the documents that were handed out to all the people uh-huh. you just mentioned said we were getting out of space station.
0: Uh-huh. But we didn't.
1: But we didn't. And so um, so this came as a surprise to to me. and
0: <laughs> Yeah, and, I guess.
1: <laughs> and to uh, the ambassador. And he realized right away uh, the significance of this. And so he started doing his callbacks to Ottawa. Um,
0: Right, because he was he was aware of how far over backwards people in the U.S. government had been yeah. bending to stop this from happening.
1: Yes, absolutely, and and the one thing, if I had any influence in this process whatsoever, the one thing I did tell him, I said, look, you know, this is an international treaty. Canada is about to abrogate its international treaty. In a, in a
0: budget speech. In a budget
1: speech. Right. And him being a he he. Uh, I didn't think that was a particularly good idea. No. So that's the end of my particular involvement. I have heard from John Manley and others that this eventually resulted in telephone calls between Bill Clinton and Jean Chrétien. Really? And, um, and if, and f- so we all were on t- pins and needles waiting for the, the budget speech and when, on Tuesday, the 22nd of February, so just three or four days after we had seen the budget speech, the Minister of Finance um, said something different than what was in the printed speech. He and said, he's allowed to do that? He's, it, what's At the bottom of every speech, every government official gives, it says check on delivery. Okay. And that's precisely precisely what why it's there right. so, so the
0: words that are said are the speech, the official speech that are said are the they, speech they, whatever's on the page uh, is if it's different then it doesn't count yeah.
1: so what he did was he did say that Canada would reduce its participation in space station,
0: okay.
1: and which is what we were doing, and um not only that. There in the budget documents, there's there's mention of this long-term space plan because that work was ongoing as well. And so they had covered the long-term space plan part of things. Um, but they had to change in the speech that they were not withdrawing from space station and we were reducing our, our participation, which is what everybody else was doing.
0: Yeah. So what was the reaction in the room you were in like when you heard the speech? Oh, that was uh,
1: <laughs> quite joy. And but, it, you know,
0: and this is funny, Mac, because we left you. In the Mission Control Center of CTS, uh, and hearing someone at the far end say the magic words, the flag is a one, uh, great cheers in the background, uh, this doesn't feel all that much different, frankly.
1: No, you're right. (laughs) You work to solve a problem, and eventually it gets solved, and you're very happy.
0: Well, and it gets solved by, you know, you don't know if it's going to be solved until factors beyond your immediate control intervene um it's actually kind of interesting how there's a parallel between those two situations i think
1: so the final end of this story if that was done um we continued to do the negotiations to the point where we got a document that was signed between um oh. myself and this and this uh, person that the head of nasa had nominated and that was taken to him and to our minister and they both approved it and that became the basis of long-term space plan two, which was announced in June.
0: We started putting together. And we had
1: in, in that announcement was this reduced participation in right. space station, right. but right. maintaining our role as a critical supplier. Right. Raider set two, CISAT, these 10 astronaut flights and a so, major technology development program.
0: I mean, engaging in alternate history speculation is always dangerous, but you know, how important was that, being able to preserve our participation in station and space station in terms of how the Canadian space program looks today?
1: Well, that's why I, th- I think it was important for us to do some of this background about what was happening with space station uh, prior to all of this. Can you imagine, after having gone through this, surviving a vote, bringing Russia on board, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Canada says, oh, sorry, we're out of this. Do you think we would fly another astronaut ever again no, with the United States? No. Um, so I think it, had this not happened, we certainly, that would have been the death knell of our astronaut program. Right. We would not have been part of the space station and all the good things that came out of that. We would not be part of Artemis and we would not be flying um, Jeremy Hansen to the moon back. So. Yeah. And in my view, none of that would have happened had this decision to withdraw from the space and, station held. And and,
0: in all likelihood, our space program would be a lot smaller than it is today, because a lot of those things are the things that have caused Canadians to believe that it's important to continue investing in the space program, right? That's
1: correct. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. So, like I said, the, those they also serve who we'll go to the committee meetings and make sure that we get the programs and policies that that we need to build everything else off of. I, I you know, and I, I, to me, that's the important thing about this is, you know, until today, how many people even knew this story?
1: Yeah, not, not so many, now, again, it's inside the beltway stuff, but um, from my own personal career, uh, when I look back on it, this is the most important thing that I think I accomplished. Yeah, um,
0: e- e- even even including the formation of the Canadian Space Agency, the negotiation of an international treaty, yeah. um, is, none, of is, that, none of that actually would have mattered very much if this hadn't gone the right way.
1: That's correct. So no, I think this long-term space plan too and this whole process, um, sure. as odd as it all was, yeah. um, was um, the most significant thing that I had, uh, that I feel that I have done for the Canadian Space Program.
0: Well, I am honored that you decided to tell people about it on Terranauts, and I have certainly enjoyed, I've I've enjoyed hearing about it, I've enjoyed walking down a little bit of memory lane, the bits of it that I, uh, I was just getting into the space program, I was in Houston, uh, actually working at the Johnson Space Center when all of this was going on unbeknownst to me, um, and talking to people at NASA about Space Station Alpha, and how they were redesigning it to include the Russians, so. Uh, and then that ends up being where I spend my time. So I would have had a very different career if it hadn't been for you. So thanks, Mac. Ah.
1: Yeah. Well, it was it was a hyper time, but it was a fun time. And I think it um, ended up being a, a very significant uh, so part too. of our program.
0: I think so, too. And I'm glad you took the time to tell us about it on Terranauts. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. All right. That's all we have time for uh, this episode. Thanks for listening we'll talk to you again soon come on let's keep the chatter down